Welcome to the Prompt to Page podcast, a partnership between the Jessamine County Public Library and the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning. I'm your host, librarian and poet, Carrie Green. Each episode, we interview a published writer who shares their favorite writing prompt. Submit your response to the prompt for a chance to have it read on a future episode of the podcast. Our guest today is Gwenda Bond. Gwenda Bond is the New York Times bestselling author of many novels, including the first official Stranger Things novel, Suspicious Minds. She also clearly escaped from a classic screwball romantic comedy. Not Your Average Hot Guy and The Date from Hell are her first romantic comedies and will be followed in 2023 by Mr. and Mrs. Witch. She co-founded the charitable efforts Creators for Comics and the Lexington Writers Room and lives in a hundred-year-old house in Lexington, Kentucky with her husband, author Christopher Rowe, and a veritable zoo of adorable doggos and queenly cats. Visit her online at www.gwendabond.com or at Gwenda on Twitter. Welcome, Gwenda. Thanks so much for joining us on Front oh, Page. Thanks so much for having me. This is such a great idea for a podcast. Oh, well, thank you. And we hope it's useful for our listeners. I, yeah. I certainly learn something every time. So I I read an interview with you that appeared in the nerddaily.com. Uh-huh. And, and you said that the, you know, the very well-known cliche, write what you know, <laughs> is, is the worst writing advice you've ever received. <laughs> and you said you prefer Ursula Le Guin's mm-hmm. um, advice, which you paraphrased, paraphrased mm-hmm. as write what you can imagine in detail. I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure. I think that, you know, literature, storytelling, writing in general is an imaginative act. And so limiting ourselves to what we know would take out vast swaths of some of the books that are my favorites, which Mm -hmm. are not so realistic, but which, you know, I think fantasy and science fiction especially can help us understand the strangeness of the daily world and can show us the world we live in in a different way. So what I I guess strikes so true to me about that is, you know, when you read a lot of work from beginners, like one of the first things that you have to kind of master or work on as a craft element is being able to imagine how, imagine what you're describing in detail and then figure out a way to translate that to the reader in some magical osmosis, right? By sharing the right details. So I think you need to be able to live in what you're writing fully in your imagination in, in whatever way. And that, you know, writing what you know can be very limiting and also prizes certain kinds of writing and genres over others that may be more speculative in nature from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I- yeah. When in doubt, trust Ursula Le Guin. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so what, what role do writing prompts play in your process, if any? Well, so I personally uh, am more of a prompt giver than a prompt taker, although certainly I love a good prompt. And I think that challenges and anything that breaks you out of your routine, if you're stuck, can be great. But funnily enough, and you should totally have him on this podcast and he would tell the story from his POV and be way more entertaining. (laughs) 
But my husband, Christopher, uh-huh. one of his most famous short stories that was shortlisted for every major science fiction award, The Voluntary State, which there's a novella coming out in that world within the next two weeks. And it's like a future version of Tennessee and Kentucky that is this sort of universe that several of his stories take place in. And that story started from me giving him a prompt because he needed to write a short story for a workshop he was really nervous about when we first met. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I told him there's a, you know, a car on a cliff and the door is open. And that was the prompt. And uh, he went from there and created this whole wacky future universe. Well, that's great. That's a great story showing how, how prompts can work. And I love that prompt because that really does activate your imagination. Right. And I mean, I've given him other prompts too. When he's stuck still, he will come to me for a prompt. <laughs> <laughs> so it is it is handy to have two writers in the family. It definitely is. Definitely is. The shared now, misery is shared. Yes. <laughs> and the joy. <laughs> No, what about when you're working on tie-in projects like mm. Suspicious Minds? Is it kind of, yeah, go ahead. Oh, absolutely. I never thought of it that way, but there is something, I mean, usually for the ones that I have done, Stranger Things, and I'll use as an example, and Lois Lane was much the same way. I was given a very bare bones, you know, pitch up front, like, would you be interested in writing? And the one they gave me for Stranger Things was, 11 mom's story in 1969 when she's first getting involved with Hawkins laboratory Mm -hmm. and, you know, just that they would want it to feel like a period piece. And, you know, that was an instant yes, because my brain starts filling in details from there of what that story could look like based on my interest as a writer. And I had been wanting to write a girl gang story for quite a while. And one of my only frustrations with Stranger Things and stories like it is that they are always boys on bikes, right? Is the (laughs) the cliche. So Mm -hmm. I really had been wanting to write a group of, of mostly female friends. And so I basically gender flipped, you know, the, the cast and I knew it would be about friendship. And you think about like the things that are really intrinsic to the property or the character when you're working with IP. And Mm -hmm. I, kind of reverse engineer that process with my own original work. Um, You know, and also, as you can tell, I like to mash things up like Mr. and Mrs. Witch, my book that comes out next year came from watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith and thinking this would be amazing if she was a witch. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think anytime your brain, I have a theory that creativity actually thrives under restriction Mm-hmm. And so I think anytime you can give your brain parameters of any kind, it's more helpful than just starting from nothing. Right. And so like, even if it's just, I'm going to write a poem and, you know, deciding what the subject is, but like the more of those things you can fill in, right. The fewer other options are available. And so I think that is really the key to developing ideas, especially mm-hmm. for fiction writers. Yeah. Well, what writing prompt would you like to talk about today? Well, I thought I would give one of my favorites from an old workshop I used to be in, um, a screenwriting workshop where we would do short scripts based on prompts. And this one was, there's there's a house in a neighborhood that, there's a house in a deserted neighborhood and there's a box on the porch. And that's it. That's it. There's a box on the porch. Who's it for? What's in it? Who left it? How long has it been there? We don't know. We don't don't see who left it. 
I mean, it could be an Amazon delivery story <laughs> or it could be a finger. I mean, like you decide <laughs> somewhere in between those two. Combine those elements. Someone out there, combine those elements and do the do the prompt. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of similar to the the prompt you talked about earlier with yeah. the I like to think something that implies a situation, Mm -hmm. a scene that implies a scene is about to take place. Mm Because I think that's often like the throat clearing aspect of when you're stuck. And so if you can imagine a situation, then that's a good way to get started. Mm -hmm. And I think that would work for whatever genre you're writing in. I want it to be as broad as possible. Yeah. And I mean, it could even be like, I mean, yeah, you could take it in any direction. And I think those are the kind of prompts that I like. Mm-hmm. So you are going to be the keynote speaker in the Carnegie Center's upcoming Books in Progress conference. I think that takes place on June 4th and 5th. It does. It does. And it should be great. They have a great lineup of speakers and not including myself. <laughs> Ashley Blooms is in my writing group. And, and I know that they always have just a fabulous lineup. And she's just so smart and so talented. And can you give us any hints about what you might be talking about? Well, given what we've been through with the Lexington Writers Room this this spring, just briefly, for those who don't know, there was a massive fire in this nonprofit co-working and event space for writers that I helped co-found. That's a nonprofit. And it basically wiped out everything. We found out yesterday, we literally got like seven desk spaces back. Oh. But we have we rallied and we've re regrouped and we're well underway. Like we're literally having a party to put together like office chairs and stuff in our new space, the old common grounds mm-hmm. uh, coffee house location on high street. So I'm going to talk about the importance of community to writers and, mm-hmm. and how to be a good literary citizen and how that can help your work. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to talk about because it's something I've been thinking a lot about this spring. And I do think it's super important and, People who come to a conference like Books in Progress are probably seeking that and are the kind of people who it will inspire their work if they find connections with other writers. Absolutely. And I'm really sorry to hear about your about the Lexington Writers Room. Yeah, it was very tragic. It was a almost 200 year old building and the new owners had been under renovating the upstairs and it was just a furnace next door, old building, middle of the night. It was like a six hour two alarm fire, never seen anything like it. And neither have the fire inspectors, but you know what? Our community rallied behind us immediately, not just mm-hmm. in Lexington, although that has certainly been true in Kentucky, but also the literary community everywhere. And we've just been able to fundraise and really get back on our feet because of that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just goes to show how important those, how important people realize community is to writers, especially I think in Kentucky, we have a special place for writers in our hearts here. Yes, definitely. And that also kind of goes against, I think, what a lot of people think that writers are in this vacuum. Yeah, or competitive or or competing with each other somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, my community, my writing community has saved me time and time again. Definitely one of the best parts of being a writer. Do you have any other writing advice you'd like to give our listeners? I think just write the thing that, you know, always try and put as much of yourself and whatever project you're writing, your point of view, the way you see the world and make it something that no one can write but you. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, Gwenda, for um, 
sharing your prompt and your thoughts on writing. We really appreciate it. Oh, it was fun. Thanks for chatting. <laughs> I hope to see you at Books of Progress. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Prompt to Page. To submit your response to Gwenda's prompt, visit our website at jesspublib.org forward slash prompt hyphen to hyphen page. We'd also love your feedback, so please visit our website to fill out a quick survey. Survey participants will be entered to win a $25 gift card to Joseph Beth Booksellers. We welcome you to join the Jessamine County Public Library's Prompt Page Writing Group, which will meet on Wednesday, May 25th at 6 p.m. Register on our website. To learn more about the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning, visit carnegiecenterlex.org. Our music is by Archipelago, an all-instrumental musical collaboration between three Lexington-based university professors. Find out more about Archipelago, Songs from Quarantine, Volumes 1 and 2, at the links on our podcast website.